The post-workout glow at Planet Fitness doesn't just feel great. It feels 80s pump-up jam great. Because when you got the glow, there is no stopping what you want to do. And now when you become a PF Black Card member, your glow can be even greater with a free Amazon Halo Fitness Tracker. Get the glow. Get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment and just $24.99 a month. Bring a friend, enjoy massage chairs, and get a free Amazon Halo View. Deal ends November 15th. Subject to taxes, fees, and commitments. See club for details. Hi, I'm Elmo. Apparently. And you're listening to You're My Best Friend. This is getting really spiritual. You're My Best Friend. With two of my best friends, Marcia. So we're, we're not going to kiss them? Let me tell you this, dropping a taco is a national emergency. You, I'm cutting you off! You're listening to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. Here are your hosts, Industrious Moxie Ann and the amusing Ruben J. Alright, welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. Moxie, how are you today? <sighs> you know, I'm alive, I'm kicking, I'm doing things. Not very many things, but I'm doing things. That's good to know. I'm glad that you're doing some stuff, even if that means that we are in quarantine. Quarantine. That's what I said, quarantine. I really wish that I was a teenager so that I could be a quarantine. Well, in, uh, in what is it, 13 years or so? Yeah. Uh, there'll be a lot of people, you know, they have the baby boomers generation. We're going to have rise the rise of the quarantines. The quarantinies. Quarantini boppers. <laughs> uh, anyway, my name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. We, we already said that. Did we already say that? I don't remember. We did. Uh, very cool. Well, hey, welcome to another episode of You're My Best Friend. Uh, today's episode is going to be a fun one. I, I'm really excited about the person that we have on this week. I am too. He's somebody that I've been wanting to get on the show for literally so long. Uh, and he gave a great interview despite all the technical difficulties. It was so much fun. I really enjoyed talking to him. How, how did you feel about this interview, Ruben? I loved Jeff. I think he's probably one of my favorite people we've had on the podcast from your side of the family. Oh yeah, he is. And he's one of my relatives kind of, he's not a real relative, but in keeping with me having to have somebody on from my family every season or multiple times a season. Yeah, or multiple times. Which is funny because I've never had anybody from my family on this podcast. I think that for season four, we should have somebody on from your side. I don't think so. I don't think that's, I think, I don't think that's a, a good idea. Why yeah. am I leaning against the wall this way? I'm not sure. Are you okay? Hello, people. <laughs> uh, so we are doing another, we're doing a video podcast as well. So this episode will be available up on our YouTube in either chunks or in its totalitary or in its totalitarian. Don't, don't judge me. Also, I realized that I forgot to say this last week, and I've been like losing it a little bit. Uh, okay, it's it's okay. Some habits, some some traditions and habits are good to die. Yeah, uh, but but not all of them. Uh, so I wanted to say this week's episode is episode numero cuarenta y tres. Yes. How, how did I do? Yeah. I'll get there. I will get there. What are you doing? I'm having a rave to myself. Stop having a rave without me. Well, you have to stay six feet apart. Yeah, I know. That's we- fine. How are you doing, Ruben? I'm doing all right. I brought back my, my radio show for a couple of weeks. So I've been playing yeah. some music for everybody every night over at multimediamouth.com forward slash live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. P.S.T. 
Pacific Standard Time. Preparatory scholastic teamwork. Potato salad today. Panama Stewart tool. Pancakes solo turkey. Pepperoni strips tips. That doesn't count. Yeah, it does. No, you lose. Why do I lose? Because you use the same word twice, just minus one letter. No, I didn't. Strips and tips. That's that's not the same thing. Whatever. Uh, I'm going to go pamper somebody tomorrow. Who? Me. Oh, yeah? What are you doing? Get my nails done. Really? No. Oh, darn. We're I was on excited. Qu- we're on quarantine. <laughs> Although- I know. I'm worried about these. Look at this. I have acrylic nails on. What am I going to do? <laughs> I know a lady who can come to your house and do it. Do you really? Yeah. Okay, because I'm in desperate need. <laughs> Um, actually, what might be funny is by the time this comes out, we might be we might be off the air. We might be told that we can't broadcast anymore. Why would we be told that? Because the rest of the world is being told that. But we can do it without actually having to be near each other. That is a downside of technology. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go into this week's episode but before we do, who who did made you boss? Uh, you do if you keep going outside. I am not going outside. I'm stuck here. Uh, well, you're gonna have to leave at some point. What are you doing? I'm rolling a candle around on the table. Can you can you stop while we're recording? It's from Seoul, Korea. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Uh, this week's episode is is gonna be a good one. So uh, I don't know what what how long we've we been doing this intro for. I, I can't see my time clock. A while. What are we doing? I don't know. Why? Are you okay. Why is there two of you? I don't know. Anyway, my computer broke. <laughs> We're gonna go into this week's episode. Um, super excited for this week's guest. Uh, he was a really fun person to talk to, and he's done some incredible things. So we'll be right back. He, he after was he was a good person to talk to. Is was were ha 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 ha. All right, we're gonna go to commercial break. When we come back, Mr. Jeff Witcher. Yes. After these commercial breaks. to you're my best friend today i am so honored that we have this guest on today this is somebody that i have wanted to get on the show since day one (laughs) like literally we made a list of people that we wanted to bring on and since season one you've been on there um wow thank you (laughs) yeah um so this is an you have won three emmys 
This person has released countless albums of just the most incredible music that, as a music major, it challenges my ear. It's really fun to listen to. Go check them out. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show Mr. Jeff Witcher. Jeff Witcher! Thank you very much. Hello, did you clap for yourself? No, no. I just, you know, whenever you see someone clapping, you automatically like, oh, we're supposed to be clapping. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, uh, first of all, the first time was better. Thank you. <laughs> uh, second of all, I'm super excited because this is the first time uh, in our, our our 30 plus episodes that we've had an award winning anything, let alone an Emmy award winning uh, uh, musician and composer and sound designer. And uh, so, so thank you so much for taking time to talk to Absolutely. us. Absolutely, my pleasure. Uh, let's just. I want to start out straight up to the to, straight to the beginning. Uh, what got you into sound design and 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 creating these sound <coughs> You know, because it, it, what I understand, what I understand, you were you were the sound sound designer for like one of the biggest shows in television history. Was it twenty four? Uh, yeah, yeah. twenty four. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um. So getting started. Wow. Go. Let's go back to college. Um, <laughs> when it became clear that I was not going to be the next Edward Van Halen, uh, I started. I like to that rethink. Edward Van Halen. <laughs> I started to rethink the career path and thought uh, I had changed my major at the uh, kind urging of my wife who said I should be really pursuing my dreams and music because that's really where my passion is. And I took that advice and switched to recording arts and thought I was would go into the music business as a, a mixing engineer. So I'd get to record band. And then I had to take a course in sound for film. And our final project was doing the sound and the mixing. And it was just one of those epiphany moments where I thought, wait a minute, you can make noise for a living and get a paycheck. (laughs) And the job opportunities were much more prevalent. So, you know, started out as as a runner and an assistant and... Spent a lot of time in the edit rooms at night after the editors had gone home so I could teach myself the gear and just slowly worked up on, you know, different uh, slasher B-movies and bigger and bigger projects. And then eventually um, 24 came along and that was just a life-changing show, really. Yeah, so talk a little bit about doing 24 because I I mean, I grew up for, I don't know if you know this, but... Jeff is married to one of my mom's best friends. Like, oh, wow. yeah, I am really good friends with your son. We, Dean was there when I was born and <laughs> I've grown up just knowing about 24, but I, and knowing, you know, we go over to your house and there's just Emmys on the piano. <laughs> That's fine. Hey, hey, real quick, Jeff, can I come over and take a picture with your Emmys? Uh, anytime. Perfect. Anytime. Please, please email me your, uh, your, 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 your physical address as well, please. <laughs> Yeah, my, my wife just says, "Please, twenty-four hour notice." Oh, perfect! I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a twenty-four hour notice. I see what you did there. Oh my god! Did you? Did uh, you yeah, see what so you did there? I do, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so, talk yeah, so a little bit show, about. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I had worked with the supervising sound editor on a number of projects, and then he got the pilot. They had done the pilot somewhere else, 
and then did some reshoots and recuts and then brought it to a different post house. And they liked a couple of elements, you know, some of the phone rings and, and the basic clock design. But then everything else, they said, you know, we want to we want to go fresh. So go from there. So we started out on season one and it took off. It started to get popular. Season two, we were nominated for our first time. Um, uh, we ended up, we lost that first year to CSI. Mm. We were nominated again season three, but we lost to the Deadwood pilot when Deadwood came on the air. Oh, wow. So this time we're going into season four and in the action, you know, the budgets are bigger, the action's just huge and uh, took a lot more work. And so we were blessed with another nomination and my wife and I said, well, you know what, maybe it's just not meant to be to win, it's just an honor to be nominated. So we're just going to go and have a great time. And that was also the same year that a good friend of mine, Paul Manichini, had done the sound work for the pilot of the show Lost. And I thought that pilot was just an amazing sound job. So we just show up and we're just having a nice date night. But we ended up winning that night. And it was a surreal moment. So we won for season four, season six, and season eight for sound editing. Wow. Uh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. It's it's still trippy to think about. Yeah. That's that's insane. I mean, here I have a friend who's like getting into the sound design and he's doing an incredible job and uh and I just I listen to some of the stuff that he comes up with and you you forget how important it is to have that underlying you know, oh, yeah. music tone and obviously, you know, having the right sound effects and having mm-hmm. to making sure that, you know, all that stuff matches up and really the difference between seeing a, a TV show without the music and with the music can completely change, you know, the, the message and the drama behind a certain scene. Um, you know, so, so, so it's really important and it's crazy that, mm-hmm. like you said, that you can make a living doing it and, and impact so many different people's lives. Is there like a scene that you remember, uh, that was either really super difficult that you finally got mm-hmm. right or a scene that you think of, Oh man, I wish I would have done that differently. Yeah. Um, so just to touch on what you said just prior to this first, um, so I, the great thing about that show was um, I got to develop a relationship with the music composer, Sean Callery, and his, he, I forget how many he's won, and he's gone on from 24. He does the score for Bones and Homeland and Elementary and a nice. whole bunch of big shows. But we had a great relationship through that show where when big action-y uh, episodes would come along, we would talk, okay? You know, what What are you doing in this chase sequence and what are you doing here and what kind of instrumentation? So he would know uh, he would know where my sound effects were going to fit with his music. So we always had this great relationship where it wasn't the typical situation where producers and directors show up to the music through the roof, sound effects are through the roof. And now it's just a big battle during the whole mix. You know, we kind of worked out a lot of that ahead of time. Um, as far as a memorable sequence, so that at the first year we won, season four, uh, this was during a time when television, if you remember, they used to have a TV season, which went from September to like May. Mm-hmm. 
and you would get two or three new episodes and then there'd be a baseball game and then maybe a rerun and then a new episode. So you were constantly having to tape and then catch up on your show. You couldn't just binge the whole season like we do now. So that meant uh, we would we were getting you know usually five to six day turnaround per episode. And right before Christmas break, this episode came in with a two and a half minute sequence where <clears throat> Jack is uh, getting these guys uh, out of this complex where the Secretary of Defense is being held by these terrorists, and there's a big shootout and the Marines helicopter in and big heroic rescue, but it's, it's about two and a half minutes of nonstop action and explosions and knife fights. And I looked at that and I called the supervisor right away and I said, hey, um, we're going to need some more time on the mix. This is the biggest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, that episode landed right before Christmas break. Now, I didn't get a Christmas break, unfortunately, because I spent a week just on that two and a half minutes. Wow. But then I had another week to finish all the rest of the stuff. So it, wor- it worked out. But thankfully, there was, there was a, enough time to do the right job. So yeah. That's, yeah. That is, that's incredible to hear. Again, you know, people don't understand how much like, time and effort goes into creating, oh, yeah. creating just anything in general. Like whether it's a song or a podcast or you know, a television episode, you know, a whole yeah. week for two and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah, people don't realize, you know, when they're filming typically on the set, all they care about is dialogue and pretty much everything else is going to get replaced. Traffic, bar people talking, uh, cars, doors, you know, all that stuff. Well, a lot of times, too, like sometimes the dialogue will be redone, too. Yes, it will. If there's, you know, a plane flies overhead or it's a, a noisy generator or something, they'll actually bring the actors back for, uh, eight, they call it ADR, which is where they, they loop, their, they watch the scene and then redo their voice to picture. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, Moxie, yeah. let's jump into signature question number one real quick. Okay. Just let's a bit it. of a transition here. <laughs> yeah. Segway. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, this podcast is built around three signature questions. Okay. Uh some of them are more difficult than others. And what we've determined is it's based on you as a person. So this one might be a difficult one or the next one might be a difficult one. The last one for, will for sure be difficult. But Yes, the last one is a tiebreaker. <laughs> but usually, usually it's a difficult for me. <laughs> okay. All right. Shoot. So the first one I think is the easy one. And the first one is this. What is your favorite taco? Ooh, favorite taco. Okay. Pretty much... Uh, Mexican is my favorite cuisine. Jeff, you and I are going to be really good friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, and lately, I've been on a quest to find the ultimate shrimp burrito. Shrimp burrito? Yeah. So I like a fish taco. Grilled, fried, whatever. How? Where, would you, where do you find a shrimp burrito? San Diego. Oh, that's yeah, true. San Diego. You're in the right place. <laughs> yep. And and the best places are not in the chain. Oh, of course not. Yeah. It's it's a little one-off, you know, Jose's Taco. And it's like, ooh, should we go in there? I don't know. It, it looks like it'll give you diarrhea, <laughs> but you know that's yes. going to be worth it. Oh, it's just the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
so let me you know i've never talked to somebody who, who does sound design uh you know for the, on this big of a level you know um is there something that like you would talk like if you had the chance to talk to somebody who's you know getting into it and starting out like is there a piece of advice that do you have a comment yeah, just I, I'm really excited to be doing this too because I just came out of a school environment where I have so many friends who want to be doing this and a lot of them listen to this podcast. So I'm excited to have you on because you do this for a living and, and it's rare to get to have a conversation with someone who does this for a living. When you watch, whether it's a, a movie or a TV show, list, try and pick apart, just watch one scene and pick it apart. Um, a typical cop show scene, right? They're, they're drive somewhere. They're going to go to an apartment complex and they're going to knock on someone's door and ask questions. Okay. So when they go there, they're walking through the apartment and you hear, you know, dog bark outside, distant car alarm. They go inside, they're going up the stairs. You hear the baby crying. You hear all these little key moments that sort of paint this picture of what this location is all about and what the life going on around them is, right? So develop critical ears to be able to, you know, watch something and pick it apart. And, you know, why why are they putting a siren here? And what's what's this low drone? You know, oh, they want me to feel tense. They want me to feel on edge, you know. Um, develop critical ears and then just get in there and do it. Um, you know, so, so many of the projects I worked on early on, um, I kind of had to fake my way into it. And there's a great saying by, uh, Richard Branson who runs, uh, I think it's Virgin. He said, you know, um, get yourself in the chair and then figure out how to do it. Um, and there's... Yeah, if there's a lot to be said for, you know, learning as you're getting experience at the same time. You know, you'll get a lot of great theory and practicality in schools and stuff, but then go sit in front of the thing, put the picture up, and now start putting sounds to it and see what works, what doesn't, you know. Yeah, and that, yeah. that whole concept works in so many different fields as well. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. you know, broadcasters, they, they tell us, you know, just talk. You know, just, yeah. you know, if you want to be an interviewer, interview everybody. If you want to be a, you know, a, a sports play-by-play -play person, turn, turn the commentary down and just call the plays, you know? And yeah, obviously, like you said absolutely. earlier, listening to, to the concept too, like, you know, you can't be a better singer unless you're listening to good singers. You can't be a better broadcaster unless you're listening to good broadcasters. You can't be a good sound engineer unless you're listening to what makes that sound good. So that's, that's really good advice. Yeah, uh, I think you already answered Sandra question number two, but let's go ahead and <laughs> ask them the question anyway. Sure. <laughs> All right. Signature question. This is the one that trips people up a lot, but mm -hmm. I have a feeling you're going to do okay. So, so let's go for it. <laughs> no pressure. Okay. Signature question number two. If you had a life quote, what would it be? A life quote. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love when we stump them like this. Yeah. It's, this it happens most of the time. Uh, well, I know first what I would hope to he to hear when I depart this world for glory, and that is, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm. 
Now, as far as a quote to disseminate... <laughs> well, I, I, I'll, I'll clarify it to you because it sounds like you're a spiritual person as well. So if you have a Bible verse or you know, uh, a philosophical saying or whatever that, that resonates with you, that all works too. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Favorite one would be faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, and a quote for, well, I would go back to that Richard Branson quote, too, is, you know, get yourself in the chair and then figure out how to do it. Yeah. That would be the, you know, work out in the field working practicality quote, I guess. Absolutely. I've yeah. heard versions of that. Yeah, fake it till you make it. Yeah, fake it most, till you make it. I just like professional musician friends of mine who, oh, do you know how to do this? Yeah, and then you go home that night and learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, I think there's there's a certain level too. Like, you know, you can't do it unless you have the job, and you can't get the job unless you know how to do it. So there's a weird right. like, catch twenty two. Yeah. You know. Um, and, and the and, other thing that's important too is you have to quiet that inner voice of self doubt. Oh yeah. You know, in the arts, we're constantly uh, looking out at, oh, my gosh, look how great, why 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 should I even try, you know? You have to put that junk aside and find your own voice and then, you know, jump off from that platform, you know? Well, there's a funny story that I, I, I think Moxie might, I don't know if you remember this or not, but uh, I just got a job at a, at a radio station here in, in in uh, Orange County, and uh, the hiring process for this job took <laughs> two and a half months. <laughs> I uh, I interviewed in like July. They offered me the job in like September, uh, late August, early September, and they didn't actually bring me on until October. And they didn't tell me exactly that I was hired or not. They just said, "Oh, we're praying about it. We're waiting on it. You know, we're waiting to see." And the and this entire time, I'm complaining to Moxie. I'm like, I don't know if I even want this job anymore. I think I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna, I don't think I'm, you know, am I not good enough for this job? Whatever, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I wrote an email out on a Thursday night, and I wrote to the GM. I said, you know, I thank you for your time, and you know, but I, I feel like the best thing for me to do mentally is just to check out and say no, thank you. You know, I'll, I'll figure out mm-hmm. the rest of my life. And uh, a friend of mine, she, she looks at me. She says, for the love of God, whatever you do, don't send that email tonight. Just, <laughs> just sleep on it. Yeah, and so I did, you know, and I, I slept on it, and then the next day I opened up the email and I found some mistakes I put in there, and so I'm editing it and getting ready to send it, and the phone rings at my job that I'm at at the time, and I answer the phone, I deal with that, I hang up, and in that interim five or six minutes, I get the email saying, "Hey, by the way, you know, you start Monday, please come in, and here's all the all your new hire stuff," and wow, you know, in a matter of ten minutes, you know, that self doubt yep. that I wow. had, you know, could have completely changed where I am at this point in time, and it's that whole thing of like. You know, sometimes you just have to be patient enough to yeah. to, to to work through the doubt, or just mm-hmm. you know, be willing to take one more no before you get that that final yes. Yep, yep. I, another thing just popped into my head. Um, I remember very early on, I'd been working for maybe two years, and I went to see a movie with my wife called Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, great! Film. And I remember sitting in the theater, and the first time that T Rex roared. It was like, okay, maybe I should have been an accountant. <laughs> it was just the most 
perfect sound to the perfect visual and the mix of the whole movie was great. And then I left the theater and I thought, you know what? I'm, I had watched the credits. I'm going to write this guy a letter. And he worked up at Skywalker Sound. And I just said, dear Gary Rydstrom, my name is Jeff Witcher and I'm a young sound editor just starting out. And I saw this movie and your work was so powerful and inspiring. Um, you know, what, what did you use to make the T-Rex sounds and, you know, a few other things. And sent it off, just taking a leap, right? About a week later, I get a letter on Skywalker Sound stationery wow. that shows up. And it's like, oh. You know? <laughs> and he wrote awesome. me back. Thank you for your kind words. Blah, blah, blah. And we ended up, you know, having a dialogue and a uh, few exchanges back and forth. And eventually, um, one time my wife and I are, were in town in San Francisco and we had lunch with him at Skywalker Ranch oh. and got a tour. And it was like, wow. Do but, you still have that letter? I think I do somewhere. That's awesome. <laughs> the stuff like yeah. that, like for me, you know, it's a in the, in the world we live in now. I don't know how long ago. I mean, obviously, if it was the original Jurassic Park, it's been a while. Yeah, ninety three. I think it was. Oh, it had to be a little bit later than that because I was. I think I was a couple years old when when uh, Jurassic Park came out. But uh, or maybe I'm thinking Titanic. I don't remember. I was not around. You were not around. Yeah, Titanic was '97. '97. That's, that's probably the one I'm thinking because I went and saw one of them in the theater, and one of them was completely. You would have been five when Titanic came out. Yeah, that makes more sense. That probably makes more <laughs> sense. Um, so, <laughs> side complete side note. But you know, in today's day, you know, like I remember, you know, tweeting somebody who I listened to on the radio one one night and said, Hey, I would love to chat with you about radio. And he, he replied and said, yeah, dude, here's, you know, and DM me and send me inf his information to get in contact with him, you know? Yep. And it's a crazy, and it's an awesome thing too. When, you know, when you're in that position mm -hmm. of, you know, you're, you're, you're entering this field and somebody who's been in the field forever says, yeah, I'll, you know, come on out. Like I'll, I'll take some time out of my data to give you some advice and just, you can ask sure. me whatever you want. And then, you know, hopefully one day I'll be in a position where I can do that. But I'm sure, yep. you know, at some point, you know, you're going to get somebody who, who reaches out to you and says, hey, listen, I'm, I'm a young, you know, into sound editing and stuff. And I would love to, to pick your brain. Can we jump on a phone call or Skype chat or whatever? And, sure. You know, and, absolutely. And yeah. Because somebody yeah. did it for you, you'd be willing to do it. Yep. You know, probably absolutely. Yeah. So moving forward, let's talk about, because obviously 24 was huge. <clears throat> How long did you do 24 for? 24, 24 hours. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it went 10 years, Dang. eight seasons, and then one supplemental season, and a short reboot, yeah. Did you work on the reboot? Yeah. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Well, so what are you working on, on now? Like, is there anything that's, that you're- That's what I was going to ask, because you were doing, you've done some huge things since then, and you were living oh, in yeah. Europe um, for a time, huh? Well, very blessed and thankful to uh, be a part of a huge game company. I've transitioned out of television and film into, you know, video games and been here for a number of years now and worked on some great big games. And that's a completely different challenge because in television and film, you're working very linearly. Mm. You know, everything, you have a timeline and everything is locked. And with a lot of the games now, they're open world. And the sound, uh, both the music and all the sound, environmental sound effects, has to be reactive and adapt to any decision or action that the player takes. So 
that's been an interesting challenge and a fun one to work on and work with some great people, yeah. really creative people. So I, I heard great. You, you worked on a, a a small little indie game. Um, <laughs> was it <sighs> Dead Red Red Redemption? Red <laughs> God, what was it? Red De- Red Dead Redemption? Yeah, it Red Dead Redemption, like, uh, GTA Five. You Red did Dead GTA Five, <laughs> dude. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I am blown away. I, I don't know what away. that is, but I'm also Grand, blown away. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five was probably. Oh, cool. I think the record-breaking sales in video games up until yeah. Red Red Dead Redemption Two. I think, mm-hmm. like, like you know, this Rockstar. Do you work for Rockstar? I do. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we got a gamer here. Yeah, well, no, I'm not, apparently, no, okay, so apparently, I'm not a game. I'm not a gamer in that respect. But Grand Theft Auto was a huge part of my my childhood. I played Red Dead Redemption One, and I love the open world concept. I mean, mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto was probably like one of the first open world games, and they did it really well. But oh my, I am wow. I, we're, you okay? This is a legend here. I mean, I was impressed with the Emmys, and then I remember now. I remember you. Why this is? Yeah. There's a reason he's been on my list since season one. Wow. I'm, I'm very humbled. Oh, I'm humbled. <laughs> I have the sound editor, the sound design person. No from, pressure. I, I can't even talk anymore. When have I ever gotten like this? Hey, go have a taco. <laughs> I'm driving down to San Diego right now. I'm taking this man out to get a taco. That's what I'm doing. That's what's happening tonight. He's like, I'm oh, going yeah. to San Diego tonight. Uh, let's, uh, let's do signature question number three. I know we have to wrap up here in a minute, so let's okay. jump into that. Um, so signature question number three is the dividing line. No pressure. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> All right. Can you have more than one best friend? Outside of significant others and family. Absolutely. Oh my. Yes. Yes. To me, what makes a friend go from friend to best, is you are your complete true self with them. Mm. And they will tell you, hey, you know, that's out of line. You should reconsider. Um, you, need to, you need to do this or that. You know, they'll really give you direct, honest feedback. Mm. Most friends... You know, they want to stay in that kind of chummy sphere, the warm, fuzzy feely. Mm-hmm. But, you know, true, a true friend that does that. And so, yes, you can have yeah. more than one. Well, but his now, def- your, your bestest friend <laughs> will obviously be your spouse. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I think uh, by his definition, then we, you and I would be best friends. But since. Uh, That's a little scary. Since I don't believe in that. Um. (laughs) So before we go, I want to talk a a little bit about your music because I know you do have to go. Sure. But you have released like, I looked on Spotify earlier and you've released like 13 albums? Yeah, so. Oh boy, four and a half or so. uh, Again, this is why it's great to have a, a wonderful, brilliant spouse. Um. She just asked me if, you know, I'd ever want to do something in music because it's all it always has been a hobby. You know, I've always been a synth geek and guitar nerd and loved making music. 
But she just encouraged me to investigate, you know, why don't you see if you could do something with it? And so I thought about that and said, yeah, you know, I think I could. And got into what's known as library music or production music. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of shows and a lot of content out there that don't necessarily have a budget to hire a composer. Mm -hmm. And they will go to different production libraries and you know i need crime scene music i need romantic music whatever they pick a cue it goes to broadcast you get a check in the mail mailbox money and <laughs> that's been phenomenal so um for some reason i'm huge in europe like my royalties from germany are through the roof i don't know why maybe i should move to germany and be a composer <laughs> but maybe, maybe uh, that's a good, dream good, let's go do a tour out in germany yeah. You know, it's a lot of these shows like Dateline or Nightline, investigative journalism shows and things yeah. like that. So that's been a great way to still keep, you know, tinkering in the studio and getting that next synth and then justifying it because it's now generating revenue. So that's awesome. And that's yeah. that's uh, that's that's the dream right there is to find something, a project or something that just that mailbox money where it just shows up and it's like, oh, oh my goodness, this is. Honey, we're going on a cruise, you know, yep. <laughs> or yeah. or tacos on me. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two very different levels of money. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, you know, if it's tacos on me, then you're really making the dough. Um, hey, Absolutely. Jeff, uh, I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day and your night to do this. It's been oh, incredible. Thank you, guys. Um, I mean, wow. <laughs> I, I would love next time you're in Orange County or, or L.A., uh, if we're available, we'd love to, to, to buy you some tacos and, and just hang out. Uh, Deal. If, if you're available. If you can, if, if you want, uh, can you plug your, your social media and tell people where they can find you and where they can find some of your music? Yeah, uh, thank you. Um, uh, obviously, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, CD Baby, all that stuff. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Jeff Witcher Music is what I go by. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Awesome. Well, uh, do me a favor. Stay on the line here for, for a quick second. I'm going to end the recording here. We're going to go to commercial break. Uh, more from Moxie and I here in just a quick second. Thank you. All right, we're back. Another and episode. We're back. Another episode in the books. Moxie, what did you think of that? It was amazing. Honestly, like. Despite the technical difficulties and having issues with the camera and like I was hearing two of myself the whole time, which was really fun. Um, I really liked it. Um, the coolest part about interviewing people that I've grown up with is actually getting to talk with them. I feel like, do you feel like when you grow up with someone, you don't often get to have like, so why are you who you are conversations? I never have that conversation with anybody. You, you. That's why we have a podcast. That's not why we have a podcast. Why do we have a podcast? Our money. How's that going? Not very well. <laughs> <laughs> I think we made like $9 in, in the year that we've been doing this. That's fine. <laughs> For you. Well, well, okay. So what was your favorite part of that interview? You know, I really liked uh, bonding with Jeff over Grand Theft Auto. I... What? <laughs> was there a lag? Yeah, there's a little bit of a lag. Grand Theft Auto, the game that he was one of the music score people on. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. I grew up on that game. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Yeah. No. So I, you were there when we talked about it. Why are you acting I surprised? Know. I know. It's just like, I forget that. I forget that people actually grew up playing video games. So, oh yeah, that's right. You're a homeschool nerd. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, that's, that's your loss, not ours. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? If this episode comes out and we're still in quarantine, people, we're going to continue. Either way, whether we're in quarantine or not, we're going to continue to bring you entertainment. We are going to continue to bring you new content every Monday, a new episode. And um, actually, if you pay attention closely to our our, our Facebook and Instagram, uh, you'll see a lot more selfies from us. You'll see some videos coming up pretty soon. Uh, some fun stuff that we're doing. Our YouTube channel, video.thebestfriendshow.com. will take you straight to our, our YouTube channel. Um, yep. so hey, by the way, FYI, I don't know if this, I don't know by, by the time this airs, if this will still be relevant, but if you head over to Kelsey Colbert's YouTube channel, she needs about like five more people to subscribe to her YouTube channel and then she can get something. I think she wins a prize. Oh, so, nice. So head over and uh, subscribe to Kelsey Colbert. Uh, she has a new EP coming out pretty soon. So we should probably she bring, does. Her, we should probably bring it back on the, sh- on the show. Yeah, I would love to. She was really fun. She was my favorite. <laughs> we don't have favorites, Ruben. Oh, yeah, that's right. We just have multiple best friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> so before we go, hey, before we go, you want to do like a recommendation like we did last week? Nah. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> no, you know what? what I, actually, I do. I have one recommendation. I have a game recommendation oh, yeah, uh, yeah. On, uh, on iPhones or, or Androids. If you have an iPhone, you'll get the newer updates quicker than if you have an Android because Android sucks. Um, it's a game. It's a, it's a, a life simulator game called BitLife, and I am hooked on it. So head over to the Apple uh, App Store or the Google Play Store and download BitLife. Oh, is that the one where you are like always making these weird decisions and trying to be Donald Trump? <laughs> yes. Ah, got it. Actually, I started being uh, Alexander Hamilton, so I have a whole. Oh, nice! Of, I have a whole line of Hamiltons now. That's uh, awesome. So it's fun. But, the, I, you know, there's some some things in the game that I wish they would update, like allow you to be president, uh, <laughs> allow you to start your own company or invest in the stock market and stuff. Except not right now. I don't want to invest in the stock market right now. Yeah. Actually, I do want to invest in the stock market right now. Can I borrow $1,000? No, you cannot. No. I'm sorry. Dang it. I have a couple of product recommendations for this Product? Week. Oh. Product. So first of all, I want to, again, recommend Superior Vocal Health Products. Uh, I have been using them throughout the shutdown because I'm terrified of catching anything right now. Like with coronavirus and with the flu, I, I, I mean, all my gigs are canceled, so it doesn't really matter if I get sick. Actually, it'd be kind of freeing to get sick, but I do work at a senior center and I can't get them sick. So please don't get them sick. Yeah, no, I've been using like their full line of products. Uh, go to their website and use the code best friend 10 to get a discount on anything you buy. Uh, and then the other thing that I want to recommend right now, we are stuck inside. So all shopping is online at this point, except like Walmart and Target, which are bought like, out. What was that? 10 or nine? Yeah, no, nine, nine. Stupid. So I signed up for this really cool thing called Causebox. Uh, if you're on social media at all, you will notice these things. They're like subscription boxes that come once a month or once a quarter or whatever. Causebox. You okay? Yeah, my knees are. Causebox comes once every quarter and I signed up for Causebox this quarter uh, because I kept seeing ads for their spring box, which includes like this really, really cute purse. Uh, I, I love crossbodies because you can wear them and not worry about them like falling off your shoulder. 
Um, so, and you get like so many products for very cheap. And uh, my friend Michaela actually works for them. So, oh, wow. It, yeah, it's cool. So, go check out Cosbox. Hey, Michaela, you, send us a free product. If you have some extra cash and you want some really, really cool environmentally friendly products. Oh, they're environmentally friendly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Are you. Are you making MIDI samples for a drum kit? Yeah, actually, I am. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that's that's all we have for you today. Yep, that's it. Uh, that's my name. Wrote. Who who wrote? Agatha Christie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, my name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. And we are out of time. We are out of time. <laughs> wow, the delay sucks. <laughs> wow. That's awful. It's like a complete like nine second delay. Dang it. Coronavirus. Freaking coronavirus. Oh my gosh. Right. We'll see you guys next week. We should get tacos now. Uh, uh, more? More tacos. Oh my gosh. That boy needs your phone number. Hey there. BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers and select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details.